it's Alana and Jacqueline and you're back for another episode of Black and Yellow. Happy New Year lovely listeners. Happy, Happy 2020. New Year. 2020 has arrived. So if you tuned in for part one of our resolution revolution series as coined by you Jack. I love mm-hmm. it. I will be saying that for for many many uh, <laughs> resolutions and new years to come we talked about our new year's resolutions and the intentions that we are setting for what is now this year 2020 so we got into what types of resolutions we are setting how many resolutions we set why we set them and whether uh, we succeeded or failed to stay true to our resolutions from 2019 So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back, check it out, put this on pause, and then come back once you've listened to that and are all caught up. Because today, we are talking about how to keep those resolutions alive and well and how to achieve them. Mm -hmm. So if you have your resolutions, if you came armed and ready for some tips and some tricks on how to stay focused and keep them alive... This episode is for you, and first things first, pat yourself on the back for setting some intentions and giving yourself some focus for this next year, because we are in election year, and yeah. we're also right? in Olympics year, too. Oh, wow. Olympics are 2020? Yeah. I wow. think they're going to be in Japan. Yeah, they are yeah. going to be in Japan. Whoa. So it's going to be a very busy year with lots of noise and lots of excitement, and it's going to be easy to get knocked knocked off track or maybe a little bit unfocused so hopefully this episode um you can keep referring back to it to keep your intentions strong Mm -hmm. so just to do a quick recap uh jay what were yours you had some great resolutions for 2020 just to quickly recap what were yours i sure did so um my first one was my money goal it was to pay off all my credit card debt uh, the second one fell, it was more like two, but the second one fell into the category of self-love and health, which was to uh, get better or refine my whole foods plant-based diet with minimal oil, salt, and sugar, and solidify my morning and evening routine. Uh, my third one was um, going more plastic-free, more zero waste, uh, so doing refillables, uh, start to wean from single-use plastics. And the fourth one uh, was a career change, and that's becoming um, a fertility awareness educator and uh, following in the steps of that. So those are mine. Badass. Yeah, badass. Mm-hmm. So mine are, so my physical goal is to go on a runcation. Uh, financial goal, uh, I want to save 100 grand in three years. So for this year, I need to put aside, I went ahead and just rounded it up to 34,000. Wow. Because you, my resident math genius, alerted <laughs> me to, yes, uh, how to save 100 grand in three years. It breaks down to like 33,333 cents. Yeah, all of those threes just really drive me crazy. So we're just going to round it up and say 34,000. Such a Virgo. It's just, it's just, it's ca- it's chaos of the mind. I cannot deal with it. Um, and then for my career, I had two. I want to monetize this podcast, and then I want to book more work as an actress by varying the kind of work that I book as an actress. Mm, so, I like that. 
Yeah, I think that we both got some really lofty goals that strike equal amounts of fear, effort, discipline, and effort, <laughs> an all-around badassery. So yeah, seriously, not comfortable, not easy. It's which just I think is challenging. Which I think is is super great. I don't think that we necessarily live in a world where we are regularly challenged if we're oh, not challenging ourselves. Yeah, but I think it's also somehow part of human nature to want to slip back into old behaviors and old patterns and be comfortable and get comfortable, you know? Uh, 100%. So I think it is It is a little bit of the both of, of that and also, you know, living for bigger and better things and being better, I think, is also innate. Um, so, yeah, it's it's all, it's all part of the same. Um, I love the way you say that, Jackie. It sounds so eloquent coming out of your mouth because out of my mouth, it would just sound like hodgepodge. Stressful I don't think speak. so. <laughs> but thank <laughs> Agree you. Agree to disagree. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm, I'm taking your very zen approach to this. And I am wearing a turtleneck, motivated. and my hair is in a high bun. <laughs> sipping on tea, I have a candle lit. <laughs> Some incense burning. Great. You are really, you're really East Coasting it. I love it. So I just want to say, I think I can speak for the both of us when I say that we're eternal optimists. We sure and are. We are, you know what I mean? And we're always glass half full gals. And so before we get into our process and how we stay true to our goals, I just want to say I choose not to acknowledge those people or reports that say either directly or indirectly, don't set a resolution because most people will fail by February. So why try? I choose not to even acknowledge that because I believe where there's a will and a vision, there is a way. Yes. I completely agree. Right? I just like, I don't understand the naysayers that want to get in other people's way of achieving their dreams and goals. So I just choose, I I relegate that into the um, noise and nonsense department. Oh, yes. Let's keep that department nice and quiet over there. Exactly. (laughs) No new hires over there. (laughs) Right. We're not taking on anything over there. Nope. (laughs) I think it's also fair to say that um, I really enjoy saying I told you so. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but whenever I have naysayers that are like, New Year's resolutions, that's a waste of time. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, 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 I shouldn't have told you about my resolution, but I'm going to achieve it. And when I do, I'm going to come back and tell you that I achieved it and told you I told you so. So... (laughs) I think there's that. I think that's great, kind of, you know, like a fire under your ass type of situation. Um, I don't agree with it maybe always being like the way or like the the best motivation, but I think in part of a whole, I think it's it's part of of it of it being like, well, you said I couldn't, but I'm just gonna show you that I can, and that that that's that's so commendable as well. Yes, I will totally own that it's very childish, but just like you said, (laughs) it is. I'm hey. trying to take that annoying habit and make it a, mo- a useful motivation. Yeah. Tool. I mean, you're not saying like, I'm going to, like, I told you so, I'm going to like gain 50 pounds, you know, like right. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> exactly. So Jay, let's talk processes. Yes, let's. What is your process for staying true to your New Year's resolutions or any intentions that you set throughout the year? Because of the two of us, you are Miss Intention and Miss Spiritual Guru. I feel like you said something, you see it, you might vision board it, you might not, and then it occurs. I just need to know your process, and I think that our listeners deserve to, too. Oh, thank you. Um, So one of the best sort of 
things I've discovered recently is the power of doing 30-day challenges. And mm. um, they're short, they're sweet, but they uh, – th- th- compounded, I think it makes a huge difference in your subconscious. So um, what I – never thought about that. Right. So uh, what I, one of my processes is, you know, in the middle of – all my goals or just for me to be a better person so that I can achieve these goals is I, I've been setting, um, so a 30 day challenge, it's doesn't have to be something drastic. Like you're, it's not like, you know, you know, freaking a hundred pounds or, you know, let me, you know, um, you know, train for the, what is it? The Ironman or whatever those marathons are, where it's like triple, like swimming, running and biking or something. Yeah, I think yeah. those are ultras. No, no, maybe you're right. I think they are Ironmans. You're right. So it's something small but significant that when done for 30 days makes a huge impact in those 30 days. So I did an experiment for me um, in the past couple months. One of mine was um, to go to bed before midnight. And so when you have an accountability, so the way I did it was I did it with my boyfriend and we did an accountability system. And if we, we would report to each other when we did and when we didn't. And, you know, it takes a, a level of honesty and <laughs> that that's part of it too. Like you can't just be like, yeah, I went to bed, I'm going to bed. And then you think you stay up till three. So that's part right. of it. Um, and then, um, and then if we don't, then there is a consequence or, you know, something that obviously you don't maybe want to necessarily do. So you, you therefore kind of push yourself to go to bed before, um, midnight and, and, and having a more defined structure. So mine was in bed before midnight, lights out, no technology at all. Like you can't be in bed before, mi- I can't be in bed before midnight, but on my phone. You know, so I kind of made it really specific. Oh, yeah, so the okay. more the more specific you can be, the better it is if you want to quantify it, if you want to, um, you know, it just it just helps to make it more attainable and achievable. Um, and then if I didn't, I would have to do 20 push-ups the next day. The correct way, not girl push-ups or anything. Um, so, okay, yeah, all I right, did, Jay. I ended up doing like, I don't know. I must have done like 300 push-ups that month because I had some days where I slipped and I got some strong arms, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say use that use that th- like that mini 30-day challenge and incorporate it into your resolution and uh and and if a 30-day is too much then break it down. Do do two weeks, you know, just do a week, just do every other day, just do every Monday, just do every Tuesday and 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 grow to to that. Um, you know, let's say I'm just going to use an example. Let's say mine is pay off on my credit card debt or um let's use another one. let's say like you know morning evening routine so part of my evening routine is you know to be in bed before midnight and if i can't do it for you know let's say the entire year then i'll start small um anyways that's just kind of like breaking it down to bite-sized chunks something i learned from you i remember you telling me about that during our, our last new year's resolution episode so yes sub goals yeah that are part of it, you know? Exactly. Totally. So, yeah, that's one of mine where I, I've been utilizing that, um, like, for my fertility, for my career, instead of, you know, just kind of, like, jumping in, I've been, you know, researching an hour a day to see what are the next steps I should take. Things like that. So. 
Yeah, research is is big also in my process as well. So my first step before I even set a resolution is I have to see it and I have to feel it. Mm. If I can't see it or it doesn't feel right or maybe authentic. yeah, or maybe my my resolution um, isn't necessarily realistic for my circumstances. I'll augment the resolution until it feels right, until I can actually see myself doing it. That's great. And I define feeling right as equal parts challenging, fulfilling. The duration of time to achieve this goal is long enough that I can maybe uh, introduce a healthy habit. Maybe I can incur some sort of a mind change. Mm. Um, And it has to be a little bit bragworthy because I think when anyone achieves a big lofty goal, everyone has the right to gloat a little bit and not feel guilty about it. Yeah. And to also like celebrate and, you know. All that. Comes. That's the last step. A <laughs> hardcore celebration that is in there because you know me. And I that's, know. <laughs> that's step number six. But, <laughs> so like after I can see it and feel it, then I set the resolution in a detailed, concise manner. Um, if there is a deadline, even better. But yep. in terms of the money saving or for you, the paying off a credit card, the invisible deadline is by the end of the year. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Versus maybe like for me running the marathon, the deadline was March 24th, the day of the marathon. Right. So, yeah. And then I make an action plan for each resolution, and I try and be as detailed as possible. And then, just as you were talking about, I break that action plan down into sub-goals that I can just pepper in through my daily life that d- that won't cause too much disruption. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like with New Year's resolutions, we 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 want it so bad, and so we bite off a big chunk of work or maybe a big uh, uh, new list of responsibilities. It's like a mountain. Yeah, and it throws your normal life out of whack. And so you're sort of in this weird limbo of like, well, I'm trying to achieve this, but I still have to keep X, Y, and Z floating smoothly in my everyday life. You know what I mean? And I feel like a resolution is not really useful if you are incurring an in total life upheaval to make it happen. So, yeah, yeah, I think like- Yeah, uh, splitting that balance. And then I monitor my progress. So I check in with myself. I'll journal about the process. Uh, Obviously, we'll celebrate the small sub goals along the way. And then when the big goal is met, I hardcore celebrate. That's great. Hardcore hardcore can mean different things to different people. <laughs> sure can. I'm just putting it out there. When I ran the marathon, I immediately left, got a massage, ate a dinner that was very pricey, and then slept for the rest of the day, which was from like the hours of 7 p.m. till about 8 o'clock the next morning. And I Ooh. felt no shame. So, yeah, I think that it's important to celebrate when, yes, absolutely. when, when goals get achieved. Yes. So, Jay, big question. What are your tips and tricks? I want to know. All righty. So I'm going to get specific here. Um, Love it. For money, I have a specific account that gets my direct deposit checks, uh, and I don't touch it. Ooh, love that. Yeah, so my my direct deposit, um, part of – part of the – part of a, a job that I was I was working for a while um, would get directly deposited into that. Um, well, now I'm in Boston, so I'm figuring things out. But um, definitely a way to accumulate a nice amount of money 
and pretend like you don't have it or that it doesn't exist. Um, and then you go back in there and you're like, what? I have five grand? Uh, it's so that nice. a good feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is a tip. This is a, a trick I have um, for any of fellow artists, actors, anyone in the restaurant industry, if your job allows it, to, um, you know, only live off of your tips and take your uh, take your actual hourly wage check and just direct deposit it into an account and just pretend you're not getting the check. You know, you, you're not seeing it. So it's like it never existed in the first place. And just leave it alone. Um, yeah. And pretty soon after six months, after the holiday rush, after everything, you'll look and you'll have a, a nice amount saved. So that's part of my tr- one of my tricks to uh, sort of accumulate money. Because sometimes... When I know I have money, I can spend it just like everyone else. So, you know, out of mind, out of sight for me in that sense was the best way to go about this. Um, And then I know this is what you you did for quite a bit. But also, you know, taking if you don't have direct deposit or if you don't have like a two system money situation at work, um, as servers do with with tips and, and the check, then then just make sure you're putting some part of it away into a different account, no matter what. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No matter, like, tell yourself no matter what. And if it helps to go look at your credit card bills and see how much you actually have on a daily basis, then <laughs> then I would say do that because, you know, the mind gets overrided when it sees something it wants and and you, you won't, uh, there's no way you're going to be able to work towards that goal. Um, That's right. So, yeah. I so, think, um, I was just going to jump in here because I was going to say what Jackie's talking about is uh, it's a saving process that my boyfriend and I do together at home where we take at the end of each week, which for us is Sunday, where I realize technically that's the beginning of a week. But for us, it's the end. We uh, put aside a certain amount at the end of each week. Mm. And it just it's it's we don't question it. We already know that we have to put that money away. It doesn't have to be a a huge amount if you don't make a ton of money. I think when we first started doing it, we just put 30 bucks away at the end of each month. Yeah, can you see how much you can actually put away, right? Yeah, absolutely. But if you can only afford to put aside 10, 15, 20, do that. Your life isn't linear. And so when life comes at you and you need a little bit of extra funds, you'll be happy that you have it. Sorry, I cut you off. No, don't be sorry. Uh, one other thing I would say is I got all my credit cards and I wrote uh, sort of all the debt and all the dates of, you know, if let's say there's a zero APR expiring. Um, and I actually wrote it on this entire big sheet. And I put it on my wall so I could see it every day. And the first couple, like the first day I did it, I was super overwhelmed. And in the middle of the night, I would wake up and be like, what am I going to do? And um, (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. And the more I look at it, the more I just see them as, you know, numbers that need to just be brought down. Uh, So that helps a lot, just actually having a visual, because if you don't see it, you know, you might actually end up spending 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there and adds on it in one week, you spend 100 bucks on nonsense. So actually having everything, you could even do it in an Excel chart and pull it up, whatever works for you guys. But for me, visually seeing it every day and being like, okay, today I made this much and I can put away this much. Therefore, in the back of my mind, I already know that I'm going to be able to pay that much off of that one card. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was really important for me to see it every day and to kind of like, it can be kind of stressful, but you know, uh, I, I got here somehow, so I got to get myself out of it. Um, <laughs> and owning it, uh, owning it. 
and oh, Jackie, my love for you knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh. tough, tough love for myself. Yeah. Uh, that that would. Well, I will say that would be those one thing be I tricks. learned from you. Mm. That I think that we should also let listeners know about um, because I was really big on the getting coffee at a coffee shop on my way out or, um, you know, buying lunch when I was out. One thing that I learned from Jackie, I realized that her mother is a chef. I realized that Jackie has a love and affinity for food preparation. But Jackie really inspired me to look at how I spend on what I consider trivial things, like Uh, coffee out or lunch out, and what can I actually make at home. Yeah. Anytime we would record at my house, you would always come with your your thermos full of coffee that Denise made for you. And it was something that never crossed my mind. Like, oh, maybe I should just make coffee at home. Or you always (laughs) had lunch to eat between recordings if you were going to go to work. And that sort of proactive thinking Mm. wasn't really something that I was used to or Mm. really ever crossed my mind. But really working alongside you, it made me think, okay, well, how can I save a couple of extra dollars on coffee or on lunch or on parking or whatever. And it really does add up. It does. Oh, my gosh. Eating out is one of the most expensive. People people have budget just for eating out, you know. Um, that is madness. It's oh, madness. my God. That's crazy. Yeah. If you eat out three times a day, there goes there goes easily plus tip plus tax. Oh, that that's easily 70 bucks a day times seven times four. Yeah, you're gone. <laughs> you keep cr- crunching those numbers, Jay. I love it. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I guess I never really thought about that because, like you said, you never never crossed your mind. But I grew up that way. So for me, it was never something I, – I thought that that was normal. And, you know, growing up and realizing, wow, people do actually go get up and get coffee outside, I thought was very bizarre. But then I'm thinking, well, if they grew up that way, that's not bizarre to them, right? So it's just a a matter of perspective, but also understanding, like, you probably have a coffee machine at home. You probably have coffee or tea. You have water. I hope you have a cup. Like, I'm sure you have electricity. (laughs) Um, Those are all things you're paying for. (laughs) True. No, you're totally right. That's what comes down to a cup of coffee and the labor. I'm sure you could, sure you could move some arms for free, and you know, like if it helps, like pay yourself, put like a couple quarters in a jar every time you do it. You know, that could work too. Um, Oh, I love that. Like if you save some money by not eating out or getting coffee, put that money then towards something else or somewhere else. I love that. That's like a tip too. I love that, Jay. Yeah, just, you know, then treat yourself, treat yourself to that big expensive dinner or that nice dress, you know, once you haven't gone out and got coffee for a whole month. Do a 30 day, do a 30 day no coffee outside challenge. See how much you can save. Oh, hell yeah. 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 I am. I'm glad you said that. So this is an interesting uh, switch because Jackie's talking about saving money, but my first tip to stay uh, true to your resolutions is um, reward yourself. Mm. I know that seems counter, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going from saving money to possibly spending it. Um, I think I've stated on this show that I'm a girl who loves her things, and when I'm in pursuit of a goal, I have to reward myself along the way or else I will lose motivation. Now, I know that some people might think, oh, what, you need a reward to stay motivated? And my answer to that is, yes, I do. Motivation wanes from time to time, and that's completely normal and human. 
And for instance, Lord knows my motivation was definitely waning at six o'clock on frigid Saturday mornings when I had to be up to make it to Pasadena for a 7 a.m. early run in preparation and in training for the marathon. My motivation was hardcore waning. But being able to, at the end of that run, get a really delicious vegan breakfast burrito to me was my reward, Mm. that sort of indulgent eating that I wasn't permitting myself during the week. I had to get through my long run on Saturday. Then I could get that breakfast burrito was enough of a motivator for me. But it also doesn't have to cost money. And maybe your reward is you turn off your phone for a couple of hours because you just want to unplug from the world because you hit your sub goals. Or maybe you just want to binge watch a show on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon that you've been so behind on, but now you have the time and you're going to reward yourself. Or maybe you fall into an internet black hole for an hour or two because Lord knows I can definitely fall down those rabbit holes on Etsy, vintage shopping and so I treat it as a reward because I've hit all my sub goals and why should I feel guilty about it and listener you shouldn't feel guilty about it either Mm -hmm. or maybe you get that indulgent dessert that you've been eyeballing at your local patisserie or bakery but have had no justification for actually purchasing it or indulging in it now you do Mm -hmm. and then obviously they can cost money maybe it's a new dress a new shirt a new pair of jeans a ticket to a concert a ticket to a movie a ticket to a show that you've been dying to see I believe in rewarding oneself when we have done well Um, I don't think rewarding yourself should just live in the land of of kids and trying to get kids to behave properly I think adults should reward themselves as well I I agree it's important boom what's your number two girl so my number two um this one is huge and this one can affect all your areas but uh at the end of the week for me it's is also sunday i sit down with my planner and my calendar and my laptop and i really relish it's so therapeutic for me but i plan the week i time block Yes. Time blocking is huge. And I know that once I've sort of started to incorporate this into my scheduling, my weeks have been way smoother. I'm way more productive. I'm way more effective. I can be way more present with certain people at certain times instead of feeling like, oh, but I should be doing this. Oh, but I should be doing that. Or, or, you know, we live life like a checklist. And sometimes at night it's like, oh, but I didn't accomplish five things on my checklist. And then, you know, the anxiety, the worry, all this stuff. So time blocking has really helped me not live life like a checklist and allowed me to really be present and enjoy the day-to-day errands and the activities that I have to do. Um, And then also within time blocking, there's even an extra level you can go is like, what do you need to prioritize? Because, you know, if I don't have to do laundry today, I can't do it tomorrow, then I won't do laundry today. Instead, I'll go and read for an hour, you know, or um, delegating. Delegating is huge. Can I have someone else do my laundry? Like, can (laughs) I, you know, like delegating is also massive because you start to look at the things that you don't have to do and you know you have to prioritize the things that are more important the things that have a bigger effect or concern or um, gravitas as you could say need to get accomplished first 
Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, we always want to do the bigger or the harder things or the tougher things last. That's just natural byproduct of being human is to avoid the things we don't want to do. But if you can time block and say, you know, I'm going to research for two hours so I can get that out of my way. Then I'm going to reward myself with a cup of coffee. Then I'm going to get right back into something, you know. And it's like time time block, mixing that with some of the rewarding that you said. Even the small things, it's like going in and going and walking to the bakery and getting, you know, a pastry and then having it with your coffee and all that stuff um, makes the day so much more smoother, so much more fun and light and enjoyable. And you get to do the things and accomplish the things you want to do with joy instead of stress and anxiety. And, and then you want to, and then, and then, so then you want to like drink at night or then you want to like, then you want to like emotionally eat, which is something I've always done. So it's, it's really helped me become a lot more effective and, uh, have control over my time versus saying that I never have enough time for anything. So yeah, I, I totally think. agree with you. Um, Jack and I both have paper day planners. <laughs> Grandma, that's something that. Well, I'm I'm mentioning. I know it's it's totally laugh worthy, but um, I love it. I love. I, I have same. to have. I have to have that physical like visual or touch even. Like I have to be able to touch paper. Otherwise, otherwise I feel yeah. weird. Like, well, no, but that's but that's good. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest that having a paper planner, even though we are living in a, the time technology. Of, iCal and Google Alert and all that stuff having that good old paper planner and writing down the things that you need to get done and crossing things off the to-do list color coding better yes it's better for our brains yeah we're more likely to remember tasks that have to get done or we're more likely to remember meetings we have set up or errands that need to be run if we have written them down I like to use the the day planner iCal like as a tandem duo as you will so if I get a a meeting or a job the first place that it goes is written down in my planner and I write it down in two different places the sort of big map overlook if you will where your month is broken down at a glance I write it in there first and then I'll actually like flip to the page with the big day inserts where you can write down in detail what your day is expecting what what to expect in your day. Um, I write them down in two places so I don't forget. So already between writing it, my brain, it's being locked way more um, securely in my brain than it would be if I just input it into my iCal or my Google Outlook or whatever sort of technology you use to stay organized. Mm. That's always the third or fourth. But writing it is always the first. So if you are someone who's looking to get more organized in 2020, get a paper planner. Everyone can be more organized. Oh, my God. They make all the difference in the world. There's big ones. There's small ones. There's pretty ones. There's ugly ones. There's ones that feel nice. There's ones that look very academic. But somehow it feels like when you leave... For me, it was college. I left college and I was like, ah, done with those paper planners. That's for children. And then maybe like a year or two into adulthood without a paper planner, I was like, okay, I need a paper planner because adult life can get really busy, really fast. And I have to keep myself organized. And so I have to write everything down. Mm, I'm right there with you. So yeah, we are, we are paper planner pushers and we are suggesting if you need one grab one yeah 
So my tip two, you actually sort of hit up on it earlier in the episode. Um, you were talking about the 30-day challenge. And my tip two was actually, if anything, commit to 21 days. It takes 21 days to build a habit. And so commit to 30, commit to 21, commit. If you've set out to, to exercise more, at least commit to doing that until January 21st. Did you survive? Is that habit formed? Okay, go to January 30th. Oh, it's still working? Go another 30 days. I think sometimes when we have huge lofty goals, if we look at it from a, uh, a year perspective, it can seem really daunting. Oh, But for if you sure. break it down into bite-sized increments, it's a lot easier to do. So get the... If a goal that you're setting, if it feels right and you can see it, but it still is scaring you or it's becoming overwhelming, take a breath. Remember that it takes 21 days to form a habit. If you're not at that 21-day point yet, be patient with yourself. Stick with it and know that you will. this habit will form eventually, but it doesn't form overnight. And just be kind to yourself throughout yeah, that process that's big because yeah because change will occur but it doesn't occur when you're fighting for it and you're expecting it to happen tomorrow mm -hmm. i think because we live in this day and age of immediate answers and immediate information we forget that some of the things that are worth having or worth achieving or worth striving for don't happen overnight and don't come to us overnight even though we would like them to yeah um so be patient 21 days are you are are you at January twenty first yet? Oh, you're not. Stick with it. Have you reached January twenty first and you're still going strong? Keep going. Is it January first and it's you? You feel like life is hellish. Keep going through hell with your head held high. You'll come out the other side eventually. Yep, you sure will. <laughs> Just keep going. Just Hopefully, keep your going. life is not hellish, though. Fingers I, crossed. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> one girl so my next one is one that's helped a lot um i have a very tight well in california i was living with my family so it was a very tight circle unit um but having an accountability system an accountability yeah. buddy an accountability friend anything anyone depending on how you you know, it has to be someone you know and you trust. And maybe not. Maybe it could just be a stranger. But depends on how you work. And, you know, because it could get quite emotional and the ego likes to sneak in there. Um, but really having that person that is really just there for you and doing it because they know that you want to be better and get better. Um, so whether it's a form of, again, being as specific as possible, whether it's, you know, breaking it down to... Uh, reporting to one another like this is what I did today or hey this is when I'm going to bed or hey if I'm not if if I'm not in bed by this time or doing the things I said I was going to do like feel free to call me out you know setting boundaries what can they say when can they say maybe you're heated in the moment and they say something and you're not feeling too good and so you snap and all that stuff falls in part of it but having an accountability system uh is super important because I know I tend to, you know, be like, ha, 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 no one knows. I'm going to do this. Then it's like, no. Same. 
no someone yeah, knows same. someone knows so you know <laughs> probably just you know stop being five five years old now and just get it together um so yeah that's i mean it's it's pretty pretty straightforward uh but i think it really i think people have to to understand that for it to work it has to be someone that you know you know you're gonna hear something you might not want to hear or you might not you might be confronted with something that you may not like at that moment and I think it does take someone that you love or that you you know hold dear to your heart because when those moments arise uh it can get a little a little um you know tense um Mm -hmm. so I think having picking picking that person has to be very very important because the last thing you want to do is just be like all right you know, fuck you, you know, and then it's over and then it's gone. And then there is no more accountability system. So I would just say, do some self-reflection and look at who your options are, what your options are and, and go choose wisely from there because the, that can go a long way, you know, cause other things might fail, um, during, you know, all the tips that we're telling you guys, but maybe your accountability system will be the one that pulls you through. So Yeah, my tip is actually pretty similar to what you just said. Um, My suggestion is if you have a big lofty goal, tell someone. Or if you're like me and really want to make sure that you complete it, tell everyone. Make your intention public. Put it on your social media. Put it on your Facebook. Put it on. Write it down. Yeah. Yeah, like put it on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you share your experiences with friends and family, it makes your it makes attaining your goals that much easier. And maybe it's one of those things where you tell someone and, you know, maybe your friend or family can recommend a support group or a workout group. Lord knows that's how I found the Pasadena Pacers, which was my training group for the marathon. I told my uncle who had run the marathon, who had ran the marathon, and um, he told me about this great running safe space running group in Pasadena that helps to train for big runs so I think it really counts to shout your intention out to the universe I know between Jack and I sometimes before we get on air if we're maybe talking about what's happening in our lives and we mention something that we want to happen for us or we want to achieve or we want a book because we're both actresses one of us will look at the other and be like okay girl shout it out let the universe hear you you gotta you gotta really set that intention big loud proud strout strong and loud because if no one knows what you're trying to achieve, no one can help you or no one can keep you accountable. Right. Um, I also think that it's good to be public because if you are anything like me, once you make something public, you have a hard time saving face if you don't achieve said goal. Mm-hmm. So if if you're someone like me and you were like, hey, I'm going to run the L.A. Marathon, I told as many people as possible because the last thing I was going to do was quit because, God, to have to then look at my friends, family, loved ones, coworkers, so on and so forth in the face and be like, yeah, it got really hard at mile 18, so I just quit would be so humiliating for me. So I think yeah. that's another, you know what I mean? Like, that's so embarrassing. Like, yeah. oh, you, you wanted to run a marathon. Oh, it's hard? No shit, Sherlock. You quit? No surprise there. So having accountability buddies or, or making your intentions public can work one of two ways, but we recommend that you totally do it because it's only going to be a win for you in the end. Sure. Definitely. <laughs> sure is. You got a last one? Um, this one is 
something that I'm working on as well. Um, I don't, I haven't been consistent enough, but it's um, this is really great. He's sort of a personal, you know, he's a personal coach or whatever. Anyways, I I came across this thing and I started implementing it into my life, um, which is to be uh, a student, like a student for an hour every day. So, ooh, say more. Yeah. So his name is Robin Sharma. I think he's great. He's fantastic. He talks about doing the, which I love. He says, the University of Driving, the College of Running, and there's something else. So I've just de- I've decided, and sometimes it's is is a lot harder said than done. But when I'm in the car, I only listen to podcasts, and um, when I'm running, I try to just. Uh, if music, if if I'm not like, if I don't need music, then I try to listen listen to something that, another podcast, so I don't have to, you know, so I can keep learning. But this idea right. of becoming, you know, doing, taking these tasks that may seem mundane or that you do every day, incorporating into doing, being in an hour of a student a day. So if let's say I don't ever leave my house for a whole day, then I take that one hour to, again, go into a black hole and you know, research something that I, that I'm fascinated about that I don't know about. So doing, learning something every day, but being, um, I don't know if these are his exact words, but I, that's how I sort of interpreted them was just to be an, an hour, a student for an hour each day. Uh, and that goes a long way as well. So Ooh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I, de- I think there's so many and you can incor- areas of life. Yeah. And you can incorporate that into, you know, time blocking. You can incorporate that into so much of your of your goals in, in the sense of if you don't know something or how do you do something, then take that hour to learn it. Take that hour to cook your food. Take that hour to clean your closet. Take that hour to, you know, learn a different workout. Like you can turn it into anything you want, but just have it be an hour a day and an hour goes by so fast, you know, like it's mm-hmm. incre- it's incredible. So then it becomes easy as you start to do it slowly um but yeah that would be my last one because i really kind of ties the knot for me um because it it can really push you to go out of your comfort zone or to challenge yourself even more or um you know if you are someone who is a very overachiever or doesn't know how to relax you know like needs to actually tell someone and you can incorporate that with your accountability buddy you know just be like oh my gosh i'm a workaholic if i don't rest i'm gonna get sick and then have that person be like hey did you rest for an hour did you just sit there for an hour did you just take a bath for an hour like there's so much that can be a part of it all. And I think it's just one more other layer that when added and done effectively and efficiently and correctly, then you can really uh, reap the benefits from it. So what you're saying is taking the being a student for an hour a day concept and rolling it into a resolution. So for me, how does one save a hundred K in three years? I would take an hour and research how that's done. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And you would do it and you would do all kinds of research. How, however, yeah. How how did all these other people do it? What are all the other tips? And then you, and then let's say you've done all the research you can do. Then you take that hour eventually or finally and you take that hour and you come up with your plan for an hour and then maybe another day you tweak your plan for an hour um i love that that is such a legit piece of information that i have never come across and mm -hmm. i will be stealing it for in my 2020 resolution attainment goals that's brilliant Mm -hmm. 
Um, How about so you? my final one, my final one is uh, when the times get dark and difficult. Remember why you set the resolution? Yeah, that's I think big. Some, I like that. What a great one yeah. to end on. Yeah, I think sometimes when we have goal, when we're trying to achieve goals, we can get so lost in the muck of how we're doing it and 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 how fast we're trying to attain it. But we sometimes can forget about the why. And that's the why we're doing it. Why? Why are you paying down credit card debt? Why am I trying to save money? Why? You know what I mean? And I think it's really important that we just stop and reflect when times get hard. And this is when maybe journaling about the process or journaling about your progress could also come in handy. Reading back some of those journal entries or if you uh, if you have an online blog and you're keeping tabs of your progress, going back and reading some of your your entries just to reflect and remind you why you're on this journey. Because essentially that's all that resolutions and goal attainment really is, is it's a journey of self towards a goal that you have set for yourself. And in the process, we grow, we change, and we get better. But we can also lose our guiding light along the way. So I think as a way to to not lose that light, just remember why. And I think a good way to um, to keep the why at the forefront of your mind is when you mm. write down your resolution or I should say record your resolution because it might not necessarily be written down. Maybe write on a separate piece of paper or a pretty brightly colored post-it why you're doing it and putting it somewhere that you'll always see it. For me, my goal, my whys are either in my car or they're right on my work desk. So I'm always constantly oh, looking. Oh, that's nice. To re- yeah, it's just, it's right there. It's right in front of me so I can see it when times get tough or when I want to give up or when I want to just lay on the couch for an hour and not be a student, but just be lazy. That's right. Enjoy the laziness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that too. There's 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 a benefit to being lazy, and I think that we don't talk about it nearly enough, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I think, well, I think... It depends on someone's character and someone's, like you said, you and I tend to be generally towards the more eternal optimistic half cup, half cup full, cup half full gals. I can't say that. Um, <laughs> you got it. You got but it. But yeah, I've, I've really, the past, in 2019, I definitely had to learn to really quiet down, slow down, you know, take, take time because I tend to just also, you know, I have a workaholic streak in me and um, yeah. what happened to me was... Um, I got sick a lot and I was, you know, sick and tired of getting sick. And I just realized like, it's cause I wasn't taking care of myself. It's cause I was just, you know, nonstop going, going. And that was, that was kind of, um, a big aha moment for me to just realize like, I need to slow down. So, you know, I, I think there is also that side of like, you know, working hard and, and to, again, again, incorporating all these things, like all our tips were very, um, I think when when someone can really fit them into their lives, it's not about just working hard, but it's just utilizing your resources and what you have and what you can do um, to its best potential. Um, so for me, you know, I had to learn to utilize some of my time to rest so then I could be more effective the next day. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, again, I don't think we talk enough about like how to also rest instead of just you know, crashing, you know, it's a big difference. Yeah, totally. I think for me, I got my boyfriend let me know that um, I like the words productive 
or productivity <laughs> and efficient. I really love those words. And someone imagine him of... telling you. You like? Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. Because I would, <laughs> I would do things. And I'd be like, babe, what did you do today? And he'd be, and he would just, you know, maybe list a couple of things. And I'd be like, oh okay. What are you gonna do that's productive today? Oh, my God. To which he's like, it's all product. Productivity is all relative to the person who is uh, who is who is. Uh, accomplishing these tasks right. but on a wider like I had to pull back and sort of realize that my go 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 you must be productive from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed isn't how everyone wants to live their lives my boyfriend is very much like that he mm-hmm. goes hard and he rests hard and that's not to say that he is any more or less productive than me or than the most productive person in the world so I think it's a byproduct of that. I'm going to try and use the words productive and efficient less in 2020 <laughs> because it's less very efficient. clearly. Uh, I mean, just not saying those words. It's very clearly getting on my boyfriend's nerves. Thank you, babe. I've heard, I hear you. I receive your information. And also, you know, like, who am I to be like, what are you doing that's productive? I don't think that's productive. I Let's change that. Let's brainstorm and let's figure out your productivity together. Like, no. Oh, my God. Please stop using that word productive. It's driving me crazy. And just focus on your own productivity. Get out of my productivity. So I'm heeding that. Sorry, babe. I'm going to get better about that in uh, 2020. <laughs> Full disclosure, right? Like, we can be honest with our listeners about our our successes and our shortcomings. Of and that's definitely a shortcoming that my boyfriend has told me more times than once or twice or three times. A. I hate the words productive and productivity and efficient. Please stop using them so uh, so frequently. So heard. Got <laughs> heard. It. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode really energizes you to go out and achieve your New Year's resolutions. If you want to reach out to us, let us know how your your resolution uh, attainment is going. Please do reach out to us on the gram at Black and Yellow Podcast. We would love to hear how your progress is going. Or you can reach out to myself or Jackie independently if maybe your resolutions uh, are a little bit more specific to something that her or I are going through. If you're trying to save money or if you're trying to pay down credit card debt or if you're trying to get more green or if you're trying to uh, do some sort of physical vacation, we want to know about all of it because your progress is important to us. Mm -hmm. And let's Mm -hmm. all... Let's all win together. Yeah, exactly. Let's Let's all say I told you so together. together. Woo! (laughs) I love those words, even though I shouldn't. So, yeah. All righty, everyone. Have a wonderful day. We'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Talk, Talk to you later. This episode was produced by Christian Humes over at Zeitheist. We are the Black and Yellow Podcast. We are on the gram, and you can find us on the gram at Black and Yellow Podcast. I'm Jacqueline Chung Young on Instagram. And I am Alana Webster, but my handle is at Renegade of Fun. You can also find us on Apple Podcast and Spotify at Black and Yellow Podcast. The podcast is important. It is important. (laughs) Um, And you can rate, review, please subscribe if you like. We love to hear your thoughts, any comments, any concerns, any questions. Reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking. We'd love to hear from you guys. Definitely. One love. Stay woke and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.